Today I have the pleasure of speaking with the co-founder of the Catalina Island Film Festival, Ron Trupa. Ron, how are you today? I'm doing great, man. How are you? I am great. This is my fourth year covering the Catalina Island Film Festival. It's the ninth annual one. Uh, almost a full decade. It's got to be an exciting time for you. Dude, it's, it really is amazing. I can't even believe that we are... Uh, I mean, when you think about anything for a decade, <laughs> it's a lot of work. You just, you, I guess you just keep going, and then all of a sudden you realize that you've like racked up all these years. You've been a tremendous supporter of our festival for years, so I appreciate that. I appreciate and, you um, having me out every year. Absolutely, man. I just, it's, it's one of those things where it gets more exciting <laughs> every year. You see it grow. You see all of the hard work that you put into it, uh, you know, pay off. Whether you see it on your laurels on someone's film poster or on Netflix or on Hulu, and you're going, "Oh my God, I created that in my, you know, my <laughs> in my bedroom on the computer when I made that logo, and now it's like everywhere." It's very humbling to think. Um, it starts from an idea and then it ends up into this thing that people are so proud of that, you know, they're plastering everywhere. Oh my God, we got it to the Catalina Film Festival. And you, you know, it makes all the hard work kind of worth it. Absolutely. And Catalina has a huge history with uh, Hollywood anyway, because this is where all the premieres used to take place back in the day, especially during the silent era at the casino. You know, there's that tie and it's just what, 10 miles away from the coast of Long Beach. Yeah, it's it's twenty two miles. Twenty two so, miles. Uh, yeah. yeah, but it's a sixty sixty minute, seventy minute boat ride on the ferry. You have a fifteen minute helicopter straight from Long Beach, like right where the Queen Mary is with um uh the Island Express helicopters. Uh and basically what people are doing is they're coming out to Hollywood's history because that theater was built ninety years ago. Yeah. So this is a big sort of, you know, ninety year celebration for the world's first sound movie theater built for sound. I mean, it's a big circular room with 1,200 seats. It's a movie palace. Oh. Um, and it was built where, in the era, and it was built in 1929. The first talkie film was 1927. Charlie Chaplin, Cecil B. DeMille, D.W. Griffith, they all came out to screen their first talkie films there. It was opening one week after the first Oscars in the Roosevelt Hotel. So, like, they obviously planned this with the Hollywood calendar where they knew everyone would be in town for the first Oscars. And then a week later, everyone kind of came over, you know, uh, Howard Hughes, Errol Flynn, uh, to open up this grand theater in this beautiful ballroom up top. Right. And then you continue the, tr the tradition on because Wes Craven has come. Uh, you know, Robert England has been there. We have uh, Mira Servino coming this uh, this year. You know, Richard Dreyfus was there yeah. last year. Quite a few people ha have stepped foot on Catalina Island for your film festival. Thanks, man. I mean, we try. I mean, we're huge fans, and I can definitely speak for myself. I'm a huge fan of, like, the history and, and all of the stuff that Hollywood kind of built its backbone on. And Catalina was, D.W. Griffith coined the phrase, shooting on location. Mm -hmm. uh, he shot Man's Genesis there in 1912. I mean, you have all of these films that have been shot on the island and all of the filmmakers that would basically come to the island back in the day because, you know, Hawaii wasn't accessible at the time. So in the 30s and the 40s, Catalina was their subtropical getaway. I mean, Clark Gable, um, Gloria Swanson, uh, they would all just go to Catalina and it was their playground. To bring that more to the modern era and have more contemporary Hollywood stars going there and just honoring that legacy with bringing new film, exciting film, world premieres there, 
I feel like we're doing it a favor, um, I at least hope, by, you know, continuing that legacy. Absolutely. Well, I was watching Chinatown not too long ago, and Marsha Nasser has an award at the at Catalina Island, and yeah, or was uh, awarded at Catalina Island with a Lifetime Achievement Award, and Chinatown was filmed there. I mean, watching Chinatown, yeah. it's the ex- every spot that I see in the movie. I was like, oh, I was just there six months ago, and I'm going to be there on Friday. Yeah, it's crazy. And if you watch Marsha Nasser's documentary. The script and the screenplay were actually penned on the island, so it was they they kind of went off to the island and 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 basically wrote the screenplay, um, and that's I guess why you see those few scenes where the casinos in the yeah. background, the tuna clubs called the Albacore Club. Yeah. Jack Nicholson gets off with a broken nose yeah. and he goes to see John Huston. But like it, it's it's just got so much history. I mean, you know, even the Step Brothers with the Catalina wine mixer. I mean, yeah. <laughs> they really didn't even shoot on the island, but they had one scene at the end where I think they did like a pickup shot. Right. <laughs> but uh, you know, obviously that's uh, a movie that has definitely gotten to people's um, minds for as far as buzzwords that I won't say on the radio for you. Well, every time I mention I'm going to the Catalina Island Film Festival, everyone brings up the wine mixer from Step Brothers. So that movie needs to yeah. have a retrospective just at Catalina for its anniversary. That's a, that's <laughs> something I think we're working on. So <laughs> we'll you, see. We had Rob Riggle last year. Yeah. And Rob Riggle was, you know, the effing Catalina Film Festival on the red carpet. <laughs> so he was, you know, they were starting to starting to change it a little bit, which was kind of fun. Right. Well, you're doing and something. Of course, Stan Lee. That was like yeah. one of the highlights, I think, of of in 2012, having Stan Lee there on the opening day of the Avengers. I mean, this is stuff where, if you had to say, I want to start a film festival, and this is what I would like to happen. I mean, that's the stuff you just you wouldn't really believe it until you saw it with your own eyes. Right. And then and you the, still kind of don't believe it. And then you still got Stan to come out on top of it, and like that's got to be, you know, head over heels excitement right there. Yeah, there's definitely like nine years, and you know we're already planning our tenth year. So like, you just look, you look back, and, and we're going, oh my god! Like we don't usually look back in the fifth, sixth, seventh year. You just kind of keep going. What are we doing next year? But now that ninth is here, and we're looking at the decade as a whole, you really do kind of look back and go, did we do all that? Like what is going on? This is crazy. Because you, you just you kind of don't look back. You kind of just go, okay, what's what are we going to do for next year? Right. And um, we take pride in that, and everyone has a lot of fun. We call it punishment because, you know, it is an island. There are yes. a lot of logistical things that we have to do that drive us nuts, but uh, it's punishment. Yes, because we always have a good time, and we see how much you, you guys stress over putting things together, you and Tim Kennedy. We do. Yeah. We do. And, yeah, you don't you don't want to look behind the curtain at the Wizard of Oz because you'll probably see us sweating bullets, picking up some sort of boxes right before the shower and jumping in tuxedos right. on the red carpet. Everyone's like, your life is so charmed. You're like, uh-huh. You see, like, <laughs> you see just, like, a little glimpse of right. what that entire event is. Right. So shaving cream still uh, still on uh, the side of your face that you didn't get to wipe off completely and whatnot just before you uh, yeah the public put on just the like grabbing you and wiping <laughs> off before you jump in front of you on the red carpet right. like, don't, don't go out there like that hey yeah. sorry well you're doing something this exciting year this year though. yeah you know. we do we have so we put a buffalo on the poster this year because mm-hmm. the buffalo kind of cool story ninety five years ago fourteen of them were sent over by the uh, the Lasky Film Company. 
And the reason they were there is that they were going to shoot a film. People think it's um, that it was uh, Zane Gray's uh, The Vanishing American, but there were no buffalo in the movie. So then they're like, okay, it probably wasn't that movie. But now there's a herd of buffalo. It's very famous. There's a herd of buffalo on a Pacific Island, Catalina. So we we thought it was kind of cool that 95 years ago it came because of film. And we thought it was kind of right to pay tribute to that. Um, Of course, the theater, but everyone knows that iconic casino building. Um, so our cha- you know, we every year we have a collector's coin. So the casino's on the coin this year, uh, nice. with the Buffalo and, um, we have world premieres that I'm excited about. We are also, uh, growing our sister city, Long Beach with the Queen Mary. I'm so excited about the Queen Mary because I'm such a history buff yeah. and I've always wanted to be on there. We're ch- showing our films in the Queen Salon, which is the... Uh, ballroom where the first class passengers would always watch film and it's just a great setup there's a little stage we're showing um, a great opening night film called Baby Splitters uh, you can see it on our website CatalinaFilm.org read all about it it's a comedy it's funny uh, makes you feel a little uncomfortable it makes you laugh and then on Thursday we have the world premiere of Dark Harbor with Joel McHale and Jessica Sipos and the, the whole cast is coming out and it's also the opening day of the Queen Mary's Dark Harbor Festival. So not only is the Queen Mary sitting in a dark harbor, but you're premiering the film Dark Harbor, the Dark Harbor uh, Festival kind of starting, which is their Halloween spectacular that goes into November. So it's just kind of like, you know, when the whole world kind of collide together and form something kind of cool, that's right. kind of what happened this year. So we go for those that have been in attendance on Thursday night, We'll get the movie and the tour of the Dark Harbor, or a discounted ticket at least for Dark Harbor. Yeah, I mean, we're actually talking with the Dark Harbor people now. Like they want to, they they want us to share their red carpet with our red carpet, and um, I believe they're. You can't hold me to it just yet, but Not I believe yet. they're 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 trying to commingle everything together. <laughs> but I don't have the confirmation on that yet because, of course, everything happens. You know. Right, the week of, of course. Um, when you try to lock down and get people to confirm things, and and when the red carpet's at four thirty, we'll get confirmation at four fifteen. Exactly, <laughs> and we'll be like, okay, here's your passes. <laughs> um, but I think some of the characters may be visiting us in the Queen Salon, and mm. maybe kind of, which is really cool because you know they're very, you know, there's all the special effects and the makeup artists that like just they do it like to Hollywood standards and it, everything just looks spectacular so it might be kind of a cool after party after the Dark Harbor uh, screening yeah. I'm just saying and then Friday we we head on over to the island so we're doing a co Long Beach Catalina Avalon event so it, it's a beautiful split for those that can't join us on the island but for those that aren't even on the west coast that can't even make it out you're doing something even better for those guys where they could sign up for the film festival streaming pass for only seven ninety nine. Yeah, for all thirty days, all films. Um, thank you for saying that. It's something that we've also been working on for years. It's it's just we didn't know the right platform. Filmfestivalflix.com has a great platform for it. So we finally entered this agreement. We built this channel. We have, I believe, sixty four to sixty nine films. Don't Again, my brain, don't hold me to it right now. But we have these beautiful films online. Some of them have never been seen in the United States. Some of them are just like great pieces of work that we couldn't fit in our physical programming on the island or in Long Beach. So 
we got tired every single year of rejecting these amazing films just because we couldn't physically fit the minutes in our program. And we're like, you know, it's not that we don't like the film, but we're going to send them a like, sorry, you didn't get in. Mm -hmm. And we can't go to each filmmaker and go, but we really liked your film. Well, now we can. Right. Because the whole idea with the Catalina Film Channel was to make sure that we can be all-inclusive of work that people really should be seeing. Mm -hmm. So we treat them no differently than our festival films. Like, these filmmakers are allowed to come up. They get all the same privileges as all of our festival films that are screening in venues at the festival. They're in attendance. They can walk the carpet. They can tell people all about their film. Where can I see it? What day are you playing? Oh, well, it's online. Go here, and you can see it. Um, are they also they eligible for awards? Films. They are eligible for all of our awards. Oh. It's just an extension. The venue that they're playing in is online, and that's the only difference. And the reason we really wanted to do that is we just really got sick to our stomach every year fighting over which films get in and which ones don't. Well, this one's 72 minutes, and this one's 120 minutes. Well, it won't fit with that one, and this one's a 25-minute short, but we can fit three of the shorts we really like at 5, 10, and 14 minutes because right. they fit for that one short. You know, so, like, the programming is really difficult when you fall in love with these films. Yeah. But this gave us a lot of breathing room to pay, you know, tribute to these great filmmakers. So this is like your HBO Max or Disney Plus. Absolutely. And then it gets the stamp of approval from the Catalina Film Institute, which says, you know, these are quality films that we would put in the festival, in the screening venue, and or online. But we're really trying to make the point to all the filmmakers. There's truly no difference except for, obviously, you don't have the audience, and you know, you, but you get to show up. You are an absolute member of our Catalina Film family. And you're accepted to that year's as official selection. You're eligible for all the awards. You can get a crystal trophy. Um, and you didn't even screen in a venue. You know, you just a great film. Yeah. Well, you guys have put on such an amazing event the, these past nine years You know that it, it's tough to miss. And going to the island is such a treat on top of everything else. I have to ask you a personal question on top of this, though. Sure. All right. Is RT3 coming to the island? RT3 is coming out of Star Wars, and he's coming to the <laughs> island. Yes. Because <laughs> yeah. I, I know so congratulations I on the Thank baby. You. And <laughs> I know your parents come to the island as well, but, you know, you're going to lose the baby to everybody passing him around, you know, because they're so excited to see the little guy in a tuxedo. Yeah, we do. Like, nobody even cares to see us anymore. It's just like you see them, they instantly go straight to the baby. We're like, we get it. So <laughs> he's going to be community property. My whole family is going to come there. Just, you know, my parents and my sisters call uh, call themselves the hogs. So for them, it's like, who's going to hog the baby next? And we can use the help during the festival. So I don't think I'm quite going to complain. But, you know, every now and then I, I do miss them. Right. Well, I should I'm hope like, so. Come back. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. We do have two great films, Friday and Saturday, and, and we have amazing films all over the festival. But, right. you know, because we have a full, chock full schedule on Friday and Saturday. Um, the Friday night premiere is a movie called Cicada Song, and the entire cast is coming out. I think um, Joseph Bottoms is in it, yeah, you know, 1975 Gold, Golden Globe uh, winner. Um, uh, I think some people know the Bottoms family, they're sort of like the Baldwins of the West. Um, but, uh, yeah, they, they, uh, they have a great film and it's a world premiere. It's sort of a thriller. It unravels. Um, 
you'll see that. That's pretty cool. And that same night, we have Catalina Spotlight Awards, where we're spotlighting some, you know, icons of Catalina. Lolo the Barber, he's got a short film called Lolo and the Barbershop. He's 90 years old. He's been on the island for pretty much his whole life. His barbershop has had every single person on the island come through it throughout the years, including celebrities. Um, there's some interesting stories about John Wayne and all of the Chicago Cubs. And, like, I mean, he's just been there for years. He's pretty much, you know, the uh, the historian of the island, um, along with the other historian, Chuck Liddell. So Chuck Liddell, not the MMA fighter, although they've been confused a lot. I was going to say, <laughs> I, I wouldn't have taken Chuck Liddell, the MMA fighter, as a film historian. MMA historian, definitely. <laughs> Well, this Chuck Liddell, they call him the Catalina Google, and uh, he's in his 70s. He started the first Catalina Island Film Festival in 1979. It only lasted one year, and um, it was a great festival. It was all based on island films and creative films he wanted to show, but his claim to fame is Tim Burton, uh, I think was 20 years old, was in a 9 a.m. screening of Jason and the Argonauts on a Sunday morning, and then attributed that screening in his his uh, autobiography to inspiring him with that beautiful Art Deco motif all around the theater, and then watching Jason Argonauts and the claymation on the screen, he said it really had an impact on him and kind of set him in motion to really attack his dreams and what he wanted to do. And for years we were trying to get you know honor Tim Tim Burton, and every year we try. He does live in London. Um, this year we came close. Uh, he sent his best to, to uh, Chuck Liddell on his 40th anniversary, but uh, we're going to honor him, too, for that kind of milestone of at least coming before us and, and knowing that the island needed its uh, due in the film festival circuit. Absolutely, and I'm glad to see that the island is getting its due. Yeah, and it's Saturday. More great films, um, but just to keep it short, because I can't get down the list of all of our 170 films, our feature film... Um, oh, another thing about Friday Night, though. Uh, Catalina Spotlight, there's going to be uh, the, the uh, Lolo, but we're also showing a short film called Rome, and that is from a filmmaker that her mother was uh, an island resident for years, but her grandmother was a Miss Catalina, like, years and years ago. So it's kind of cool because we're making it really homegrown on Friday. Saturday, we have the world premiere of a film called Badland, which is... Um, a film with Mira Savino, Bruce Dern, Trace Adkins, um, Kevin Makeley is the lead, uh, and they're, the cast is coming. It's going to be a great night of film. It's a spaghetti western, and our theme is very buffalo and western-y looking this year, so it kind of fit perfectly with what we're doing. And uh, Mira Savino will be there. We're going to give her our Avalon Award. It's her birthday so it should just be like kind of a fun a fun night to play, you know? So uh, I think it's one of those things where it's going to be like a special moment. Like, okay, Mira Savina's there, she's getting her birthday, Avalon Award, um, and uh, we get to see a world premiere. So we are we are starting to reach different plateaus of excitement every year we do this festival. Well, and then uh, back on Sunday, we're back on the Queen Mary to show our best of fest. We'll pick all of our winners Saturday night. And then we show all of our Best of Fest screenings on the Queen Mary, back in the Queen Salon, 
Um, and we do that to give the mainlanders more access, like you said earlier. Not all of them can make it out. It is somewhat of a commitment to come for a day and then have to stay a night and then come back the next day. So, you know, we're trying to make sure the press, the media have access to these films, the, the cinema, cinephiles have access to the films, and um, we just kind of give them their due. Well, I'm very appreciative of everything you've done for us and what you're doing for your audience and keeping everybody in mind, especially with the online streaming the uh, the ability for people to attend mainland screenings and even attend the island. I have to ask for the 10th anniversary next year, though. Will there be a retrospective, yeah. whether online or in-house, of all 10 best pictures so far? Wow. Hmm. Haven't thought of it until you just brought it up right now, mm-hmm. but it's definitely it's definitely a possibility. I'd say more so online. Because I don't know where I'd get all the programming hours unless I did them in Hollywood and, and like, you know, different venues. True. But um, I think it's kind of a uh, it's kind of a, a way to go. You're always filled with good ideas. Oh, well, thank you. You know, like on opening night, you know, uh, like uh, you have the two, you have the opening night feature followed by year one winner and then closing night year nine and year ten back to back. That'd be kind of fun. Yeah. I, I think it'd be, be great for people that didn't get a chance to attend all 10 years. Yeah. And then I also like the idea, I really love the idea of the online because mm-hmm. it really gives people access, you know, whether it's in their living room or whether, you know, their underwear on their computer, just sitting there at their desk. I love the fact that they will get to see those films. So, you know, not everyone's in a movie marathon mode, but I love the fact that if I can maybe arrange to get access to those online, that they may like to see those. Yeah. And the fact that, that might it's kind of cool. Yeah. And then you get 30 day access for only seven ninety nine. I mean, you can't beat that price. No, I mean, that's ridiculous too. So like the thing, we always want to be accessible. So look, people see us and they believe we're dripping in diamonds or drip with the Emerald city of wizard of Oz. I get it. We're Catalina. There's yachts, there's helicopters. Okay. What we tried to do, and this was William Wrigley jr's, sort of main focus when he developed Catalina as a resort. He wanted it to be accessible for the average person to have a luxurious sort of vacation. And we kind of followed in that same footstep. Where like We wanted everyone to have access to these films. Other festivals will charge you a hundred and something dollars just to go see their films or $20 each film block. We charge $25 for the entire day of films. We know there's a cost to come to Catalina, but you could even do that in Long Beach. So you right. could see, like, every film we show that day for $25, including the panels. We're not trying to juice people. We're trying to get people to see these films. Wow, 25 bucks and for I the think, entire day. That's amazing. Yeah, I don't think people know we do that. I no. think they just think we're glitz and glam and we're really expensive. And we are expensive, but 70 dollars of that goes to the boat. You know, another part of that goes to... You know, our after parties, which are like 50 to $75 a head, just in our absolute cost for food. Like, you know, so, I mean, our price points have a lot of inclusions that people don't even expect. When they get there, they're like, oh, my God, we don't have to pay. Like, you did pay for it. They just really they expect our passes to be like $1,000. And I always tried to fight that so everyone had access to it. I know we're more expensive, but we are a destination. Right. And um, with that same vein, 
if you pay the extra amount to get over on a boat and you pay the extra amount to maybe get a hotel room, our festival is affordable. Right. We are cheap for our actual ticket price, but we do it on purpose, and we're still doing it in Long Beach. We still want it to be affordable, and you don't have the boat fee. You don't have the overnight fee if you don't want to stay overnight and just drive home. You're still paying 25 bucks. And to, and to put it e- more easily for other people to digest, that boat fee would cost you the same amount of money as parking at a Rams or a Chargers game this football season. Wow. I never thought of it that way, but I'm going to use that. Yeah. <laughs> you know. That's true. Yeah, so you park the car for a Rams game, it's the same price as the boat ride over to Catalina. Yeah. And you and you, and this all pretty much started because you said seven ninety nine. Well seven ninety nine is a steal. Yeah. And I'll tell you why it's more of a steal, because some of these films we did not take their premiere status away from them. Mm-hmm. We just said you'll be spotlighted online, we won't take your but you're seeing basically if we did take their premiere status, there's a world premiere of the Snow Queens. It's an animated Pixar looking type of film um, that your friends and family could watch together. Um, there's films on there like Cicada Song was actually an online film originally. We couldn't fit it. Something happened with our Friday film along, so we said, let's put Cicada in the Friday night spot. It's a great film. We moved it from our online film festival to the venue and that does happen. Hmm. Um, but that's a world premiere. You would have seen that world premiere on our online film festival but we weren't calling it a world premiere because I don't want to take that, that premiere status away from those people. Right. I think they've worked too hard. But you're seeing amazing films that eventually got into one of our big venues for $7.99. You can see all the 67 films we picked. And that's all the short films, all the animated stuff, all the high school films, college films, indie films, et cetera, that all the effort has been put into it. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. The, the online festival... They're not being seen in the venues on the island or Long Beach. They are just for the online. Right. There's 67 of those. We have 110 of them in the festival that is screening in venues with, with an audience. But the other ones are the extra 67, so it brings us up to like 170, 180 films this year. Well, and in four days, if you count the physical festival versus just the 30 days yeah. online. Five days, yeah. Yeah. You know, and then the yeah. best in show is going to be at Long Beach, Queen Mary, like you said. That's always a fun time. Yep, and they're yeah. great. They're going to be our best of, so yeah. they they should be, you know, definitely worthy of coming out to Long Beach and checking it out. But you also get to see the Queen Mary. I mean, yeah. it's a living, breathing museum. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Most people, it's like the Statue of Liberty. They they know it's there. They haven't been. Yeah, you know. I, I like that equating it to that because I've been to the Queen Mary so many times that I've only been to the Statue of Liberty once that like you know Lady Liberty seemed su- like such a bigger deal. But I guess if you see it on the ferry in New York every day of your life, it doesn't matter that much. Exactly, you just kind of pass by and go, "There she is, Lady Liberty, hanging out." But it's true, and then, and but I mean, you know, people I think take the Queen Mary for granted, but it's one of the most. If you really read the history, I won't bore you, but if you really read it, it's just like. It's one of the most fascinating ships in world history. And it sits there in Long Beach for you to just go to touch, look, walk around, pretend you're Jack from the movie The Titanic, because it looks identical to The Titanic, just a third bigger. But, you know, I mean, it's just sitting there. And it's beautiful. So we're so excited to be on it. Um, So even if people aren't, like, huge film festival fans, they can pretty much go to our festival 
for about the same price you can get on the Queen Mary. And the thing is, is that the Queen Mary was an ocean liner in its heyday, and now you look at it now, it wouldn't even be a three-day cruise ship. Oh, I know. And yeah. it was it would always do New York to, to London. It was a cross-Atlantic ship, all the stars, all the celebrities. It was the fastest one of its time. And then during World War II, they painted it gray, and it was called the Gray Ghost, and it basically became the military ship, the fastest one in the fleet for England. And, I mean, so many huge stories. I mean, they have documentaries and all that stuff on the boat when you're actually on the ship and you can go see. But, I mean, you're you're on a living legend, and Catalina is all about legacy, all about classic sort of film and art deco. Art deco ships like the Queen Mary are perfect for our brand. And uh, I just, I'm like a kid in the candy store with all this stuff, man. Well, we can't talk about this year's movies because we don't want to give away too many spoilers and your personal favorite for this year. But of past year festival selections, what have been a couple of your favorite movies? I really liked Rockaway. That was like 2017. We still stay in touch with the filmmakers. They've been like, they promote the hell out of it. They just, um, they, they, they really, it was just a sweet, touching story. And, uh, it was a real, it was a true life story, um, that, basically took place in Rockaway, New Jersey. And, um, you know, there's that little independent film story where, like, you know, they really put everything they could into it, great cast, and then now they're, you know, they're on Netflix or on Amazon. They're they're all over. I mean, they really just, they really homegrown cooked it and then took off. Um, other films we'll see, uh, yeah, honestly, I've had conversations with people of films that we've rejected. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I could tell, I could talk in detail with people from like a film from five years ago because I'm obsessed with great film. Of like in detail, the characters, how they sat on the plane when they were shooting, and the way they looked out a window and interactions, and we rejected that film. So I fall in love with a lot of these films, even some of them that we couldn't fit, which is again why I'm happy about the online festival. But. I would say that, you know, like some of the films that resonate the most with us in Catalina are like our treasure. Our, uh, we had a treasure, um, a festival, a festival treasure, we call it. It was a little short film, um, and the filmmaker was from USC, and she was basically talking out loud the whole time. It almost looked like it was like a reality sort of short film where she was just talking into the camera and we're like, okay. And all the characters kind of ignored her. They were like, okay, so they don't hear her. This is her stream of consciousness. Come to find out at the end of the film, you find out that everything that she's saying, they understood completely. They just thought that she was crazy. So they didn't tell her that they heard everything and she was talking about everyone freely. Just, it's a great film. It's sweet. Um, of course, I'm forgetting the film's name right now, and the filmmaker. She's going to kill me if she hears this. <laughs> but we, you know, we just we pick these festival treasures, and um, we fall in love with them. You know, we have an unsung hero award that we we give out every other year. Or so the Death Hour, Death Hour Unsung Hero Award. We we see great documentaries of like you know cadaver dogs or that go out and they search all of these you know forensic sort of stories where they're the only ones that can find these people and in moats and stuff like and fascinating stuff that comes in front of us i think last year our documentary winner was um i love you mom Mm -hmm. and it was about a woman that was she had cancer 
Um, she wanted to have kids. Uh, they wouldn't recommend it. She was going through treatment, and she was going to have a lifelong treatment of different procedures. She ended up getting a surrogate, but then they didn't want to give her a surrogate because she had a high risk pool of, of not living. Basically, um, end of the story. She pretty much gets the baby and, and the whole happy ending. She's still alive today. She still goes to her doctor. The baby's doing great. They were all on our red carpet last year. It was so sweet. It was so touching. We were in tears watching the film. We were in tears when we met them. Um, you know, that's the type of stuff where it's just human rich. Right. You know, you can't um, you can't get this stuff if you don't if you just watch it on TV. You know, it, it really is fascinating to see these people that you're watching screening these films kind of come alive before your eyes in uh, a festival setting where they show up on your carpet, you're hugging them, you're talking to them, you know their whole story, and uh, it just unravels in front of you. It's really, it's really kind of cool. Do I sound like a geek? No, you sound like you're completely passionate about your baby over here. <laughs> I am. So poor yeah. RT3's got a lot to... Uh, a lot, yeah. a lot of loving to get. Right. Only, I'm passionate about him, too. <laughs> Only uh, five days out of the year is he neglected, so it's okay. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, now, well, you might see a kind of cool appearance of him on the red carpet this year, sir. I had a feeling. So he may not be fully neglected, <laughs> but he might... He might have a cool outfit and some shade coming. Nice. Now, I have to ask you, because yeah. you mentioned panels, and the panels are included in the price of the one-day ticket. What type of panels can we expect yeah. this year? Oh, we have some film finance panels, how to get your film made. Um, we have a spotlight interview that uh, I think just got confirmed. <laughs> There's an, there is an Oscar winner who... Uh, is coming for a spotlight interview because it just happened on text about an hour before I got on the phone with you. I'm not going to say the name, but I will tell you that it seemed everything was confirmed. I need to make sure before I can say, so stay tuned or go to the website and you'll actually see. Beautiful. And I know you have yeah, the lion's cool. den, which is, uh, that one's the, um, the read around basically where they critique your script. Yeah, the Lion's Den's so cool. The Lion's yeah. Den was, we started that three years ago. It was like Shark Tank. Yeah. You know, we really liked the whole idea of pitching and getting legitimate accredited investors, people that can actually, you know, put some money and finance into your films or your projects. We have no association with them. Um, you know, uh, legally, we can't even have an association with them. But, like, we get these filmmakers that they basically pay to pitch in front of these investors and tell them their idea. They can tell them, yes, I'd love to work with you. They can tell them no, and this is why. They can give critiques. They could say, if you come and tweak it, here's my card, and maybe down the line we'll be able to do something. But we've had some interesting relationships that have developed through these last few Lions Dens. And when, I think a few projects have got off the ground. This year it'll be interesting to see what the lions like. But we have some really cool lions on the uh, on the panel this year. Again, I would just check it out. Or if you're a filmmaker, we're full this year, but maybe next year, make sure you get in early because you're literally getting in front of the people that make decisions and invest. And you know, you guys are starting up. You know, the festival ends Sunday, but I'm guessing by Wednesday you're already looking at year 10 and what needs to get done. We're sort of looking at year 10 now. 
so like we're starting we want to start a grant program um we want to give away ten thousand dollars to like you know filmmakers that sort of like in need we want to do a couple other like three thousand one thousand dollars sort of grants um we want to really live up to imagination education destination and our mission of fostering the growth of young and up-and-coming filmmakers because i think you know for us it's it's not just who can throw out more product and i understand how the industry works in pre-sales and regions and they got so and so whether it's going to be a good film or not they got it sold and they made money and they fed their family i get that but we're more into quality driven this was worth my time to sit down and watch this film sort of stories whether it's purely entertainment for popcorn but it was a great fun story or it was a great documentary our idea with this whole thing we started in 2011 was how do we bring quality driven film to the market there's too many festivals that just have stuff you could have shot better in your basement you know so you know what else do we have to offer why would we even waste our time putting something like this together and for us it's quality quality and being a storyteller because we feel like you know history uh, storytellers are the are the gatekeepers of, of everything that we we learn and we, we continue to take with us on our journeys. So as long as we help foster the growth of these great storytellers, then we'll be doing our part, I believe, whether it's just purely for entertainment or whether it's really rich, gravi- you know, uh, films with gravitas, you know, that uh, we help put out there i'd be proud that would be that would be a proud moment for me now ron i'm gonna ask you that i'm gonna ask it to you like this i am a cinephile this is my very first film festival i will ever attend in my life and you know i'm some kid from wyoming that's been saving all my money to attend my very first film festival why should i pick catalina over one in Chicago, why should I pick one over in Hollywood or Burbank or San Diego or, um, you know, San Francisco? Why should I pick Catalina over all the other film festivals if this is the very first one I want to attend? You know, without, and if you are a cinephile, without putting down any of the other festivals. Of course. Um, spend a lot of time curating and doing what they do. All I can say is that we have a really great track record of finding quality. Um, we see our stuff go on to the bigger award shows. We see our stuff go on and make amazing deals. We are good. You know, it's funny because all the, you talk about Gravitas Ventures and you talk about all these film companies that have like a certain name, Touchstone. You know, I feel like we're, we've earned our chops to say we have our touchstone on what's quality, what's good. We've earned the right to say if you've got the laurels for the Catalina Film Festival on your film, you've done something right. Because we're here's the other side of it: we're kind of jerks. <laughs> <laughs> we kind of don't like bad films, <laughs> so our quality standards are really high. And I always tell people: if you got into the festival, you did okay, because we are very hard on our films. You know, we we want great stories. We want great acting. We want great, great directing. We want the color correction to feel and taste good. We want the cinematography to be good. And we see a lot of films, especially with semi-professional cameras these days, that look the part, feel the part. They had a great color corrector, and then all of a sudden people open their mouths, and the writing's awful, and <laughs> the acting could have been a little bit better casted, and, you know... 
and then you go, oh, I wanted it to be so good. So we, unless we see all the elements, we don't stamp our name on it. And I think we've earned that. And I think that at least is the quality meter that you can look forward to when you come see any of our films online or in person that you're probably going to see some good stuff. Perfect. Ron Trupa, co-founder of the Catalina Island Film Festival. Thank you so much for your time. I can't wait to see you again this weekend. Uh, CatalinaFilm.org. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Catalina Film. Uh, hashtag uh, Catalina Film. Um, what am I missing? Oh, yeah. Filmfest Flicks, F-L-I-X dot com. Look for uh, Catalina Film Channel, seven ninety nine for a whole 30-day pass to see 67 extra films on top of the ones that are already being shown in Long Beach and Catalina Island. Ron, it's always fun talking to you. Thank you so much for today. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. I really do appreciate you coming out, and you always have great words for us, so thank you. Thank you. It's my pleasure, and if you guys didn't put on such a great festival, you know I wouldn't be coming out as often as I do. (laughs) You know what? I believe that, so (laughs) double thank you. (laughs) All right, man. All right. I'll see you this week. You got it. Bye-bye. All right.